The word is out. The news is in. We are excellent in all categories. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Serpent and Prep School podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Sebastian. And in this episode, we'll be talking to Tracy Chong and Louise McCabe-Arnold, the heads of the Boys and Girls Preps. And we'll be talking about our recent inspection from ISI, which told us we were excellent in all categories. This will be a free-form discussion where we talk about our favourite highlights about what make our schools great and an excellent place for pupils to begin their educational journey. I'm here with Louise McCabe-Arnold, the head of Serpentine Girls Prep. Hello. Hi there. And also Tracy Chong, the head of Serpentine Boys Prep. Hello. Hi there. So um, it's no surprise to our listeners that we have been visited by ISI very recently and uh, we were given excellent in all areas. And what we're talking about today, uh, quite unashamedly, is... Well, we've been told we're excellent, so what is it that actually makes us excellent? So when you think about your schools, when you think about the quality of teaching, learning, everything that's going on in the classrooms, what is it that makes us excellent? I think it's initially us thinking about the children as individuals. So we're looking at them as individuals and thinking, what do we need to do, whether that's in the classroom, whether that's pastorally, what do we need to do to allow them to thrive? And I think it all comes down initially to them being happy. So if you get that right, everything else falls into place. It's a typical Wednesday today if a parent walked in. What would they see in your classrooms? I'd like to think that they'd see a hive of activity going on, purposeful learning, but really happy children, generally around the school, whether it's in the classroom or, you know, in, in the transition times, that they would see animated uh, pupils and who are just genuinely really happy. It's about ensuring that everybody's learning. So it's not just the, the children who are learning, the teachers are learning, the teachers are really passionate about their CPD and how they can improve. And we're very much a school that's based on research. So we look at the research and what does the research tell us is going to increase outcomes for children. Uh, and that drives what we do. And I think it's never never settling on something. If, it, if it's not right, how can we improve something? How can we look forward and, and find other initiatives that might support the children and, and how they develop and how they learn and, and kind of every area of their development at school? Yeah, I think one of the dangers often in the teaching profession is you... Um, you know you've always taught year two and you continue to teach year two and that's how we always used to do it and actually what we're really keen on here is people coming out of their comfort zone people doing different things offering to do different um, aspects different mini projects um, educational research projects so that it keeps them interested and engaged because I think it's as important um, for the teachers to be really passionate about what they're delivering as it is the children. I think it's also just touching on what Tracy was saying about passion is that letting teachers follow their passion and so if you're really passionate about a subject then then you're given that time and that opportunity to develop it and develop it and and to develop your teaching skills but also your own personal knowledge and that you know what you do outside of school can then feed into your your understanding of the the subject and how you then disseminate that to, to younger children. Outside of the classroom we offer a huge number of things we offer a lot of sporting opportunities uh, arts, drama, what sorts of things uh, do we really want to celebrate about our excellence in those fields? I mean, I think for us, we absolutely, I think keeping them busy, the, bo the boys and the girls are busy the whole time. Um, and that could be through the 160 co-curricular clubs that we offer or um, through the engagement in their lessons. You know, they're, they're just busy the whole time. But I do think that breadth of curriculum is really important for them. So uh, sport, 
plays a, a really high focus for us. We're very interested in them um, staying physically ready and physically challenged because whether they are in the A team for a sport doesn't really matter. It's just that sport for all notion and that they keep themselves physically challenged. But also we're really lucky here, aren't we, to be part of this three-part school where we can benefit from each other's resources whether that be a visiting music teacher or, you know, a chamber choir between the three schools, it's incredible that we have that resource across the three schools. Yeah, we love it in the uh, senior school when at the end of uh, term of celebration assembly we have uh, the girls choir, the boy choir come over and uh, the students really appreciate seeing that. I think it's about giving them a real breadth of opportunity and actually we involve them in that process. So, you know, with co-curricular clubs, for example, we talk to the girls and say, what is it you'd like to do? You know, are there things that you haven't tried before that you, you'd like to try and, and getting them involved in? Because I think, you know, you only find what you're good at and what your passion is by trying lots of things. And so it's like, like Trey says, we keep them busy, but we give them lots of opportunity. They're not busy for busy's sake. They're busy because they're trying new things and they're, they're, they're learning out of their comfort zone and they're taking part in things they've never tried before and then working out whether that's for them or maybe it's not but there's something else for them to try and so it's just giving them opportunities I think. Yeah that's actually something that came up with the um, uh, episode with uh, Matt Close the senior vice principal of the senior school where he was saying that um, excellence doesn't mean that every student is winning awards and they're the best at everything. Excellence could just mean you move from the C team to the B team and that you're trying things and you're putting yourself out there. You don't have to be winning an award to be excellent. You just have to be excellent uh, you know, almost in your own category. And that comes from just trying. And I, I think one of the things that we do certainly um, in, the, in the preps is we have a golden opportunity between the ages of 4 and 11 to actually be able to be creative with the curriculum, to be imaginative with what we're offering to them, but also to help build their character. And, and that is very much about that excellence for you, for your potential. What are we thriving for? And so we're really open with the children. And what Louise was saying about letting that pupil voice um, happen, I think that's really important because, they yes, they can decide what clubs, but they also have a say in what their target is. What, what are we wanting for ourselves for the next term? And um, they... We talk to them very openly about, well, what are your strengths? Well, what, what is it that we need to work on? And, and we're very open about our strengths and weaknesses too. Um, and I think that means that they feel very much on board in a, in a collaborative way. Um, in a quite mature way, really, for, for children of their age most of the time. I think also going back to what you were saying before about what excellence looks like for you, because actually there, there's many things that children enjoy doing that they might be you know, very average at, but actually they still enjoy doing it and they should have every opportunity to, to take part in those things. So, you know, whether it's sport, it's not just open to those who really excel. It's open to those who just enjoy going to Hinchley Wood and, and, and playing a bit of cricket with their friends or, you know, they, 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 you know, they're not a talented artist, but they love art and they love being creative. And so we give opportunities for everybody. And I think that's what makes it really special. So in every school, there's the areas that uh, we can see from the outside, that parents can see from the outside, and then there's always lots of hidden gems. What are your favourite hidden gems that make this school really excellent? It feels a really difficult question to answer because I think there's so many... There's so many aspects that make the school really special. I think something that's at the girls' prep that's less of a hidden gem, and it's actually quite an obvious thing, but it does have a real tangible effect on you know both parents and, and children and, and teachers, is the school dog. 
And I think, you know, she is a really important part of the school community. And I, I always say to, to prospective parents when they're looking around that you'll hear, I don't even need to talk about the school dog because the, the girls will do it themselves. And they talk about how she's part of the school community as well and how it's a really lovely part of being at the girls' prep. And so it's, it isn't something that's hidden, but it is something that I know the girls are very passionate about and they just love having what they consider their dog at, at school. I think that community thing is really important. So actually, if you were to put a pin on the map, we're, you know, both of our schools have very local pupils. So that community aspect goes just beyond our school gates, which is lovely. And so you'll stand at the front gate welcoming pupils in the morning, but you'll see so many people coming and going past you, going on the way to work that, that you you know or that you've met before or a prospective parent. And I love that aspect of the community. And, it, you know, it's a, it's a busy crossroads, but it, it's fab for that. Um, one of the things that I feel, just recently we had a... Um, a recital morning and it was a, a musical it, for all intents and purposes for the for the parents they would have sat there and enjoyed and clapped after every individual there was 37 of them performing and they were all at very different levels some just on their not even on a grade some at grade seven um but for me and that moment of kind of of pride for me was actually I knew that for some of those pupils it was the first time that they'd ever got in front of anybody in terms of on stage and actually the the shyness and the confidence and all the worry that and anxiety that they would have had beforehand and I watched the teachers around them their visiting music teachers they were looking to me for the you know is it okay they were looking to Mrs Baldwin it they felt very very looked after before they got on that stage and the pride that you feel when they're actually up there playing for that first time because it does take quite a lot of confidence and I think you know one of the things that we do really well at both preps is we encourage them to get out of that comfort zone and therefore gaining confidence. I think actually, uh, you know, to Tracy's point, what you really see in the boys and the girls is how supportive they are of each other. And there's just not an element of competitiveness between them. They can be competitive when they need to for themselves, but they're not competitive against each other. And I think you're right. When you see children who are out of their comfort zones and the support and the encouragement that their peers give them but actually even across age groups you know with the, the older ones really looking after the younger ones that's something really lovely that you see in both preps I think. Final question from me when you think of a Serpentine student at your school what comes to mind? Happy, confident, um, good collaboration skills and just somebody who exudes a passion for learning. And you do see that as you go around. And, you know, certainly something that I know we're not strictly talking about inspection, but that's certainly something that the inspectors saw all around them, even when they weren't observing, just happy students wherever they went. I think uh, all those qualities that, that Tracy's mentioned, but what I really like is there's there's almost no such thing as a typical Surbiton pupil because I think what we're really good at is embracing every different child and their passions and what they're good at and what they struggle with and actually what they like and what they dislike. And so we're not, we're not a school that's producing kind of cookie-cutter children. We actually want them to be themselves and that's what we do really well is that we nurture their 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 strengths and we work on their weaknesses and we you know work with them to be the best version of themselves that they can be and I think all those qualities that Tracy mentioned we we develop in them but actually they're still free to be complete individuals yeah. and and are celebrated for their individuality as well. Louise McKay Arnold, head of Serpent High Girls Prep, and Tracy Chong, head of Serpent High Boys Prep. Thank you very much.
Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Our show today was produced in-house at Surbiton High School. If there's a topic you'd like covered on the show, you can email us at podcast at surbitonhigh.com. The Surbiton High School podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I've been your host, Anthony Sebastian. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye.